Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you for tuning in today. I want to continue. As yesterday, I talked about uh, standing up for what is right, taking charge, and about how Jesus took charge of things. He wasn't just a bystander. And I want to talk about that a little bit today, some more. And I closed yesterday sharing about how Jesus uh, cleared the temple on Palm Sunday, went in and and the temple, they were selling doves, and he was taken back by it. He said, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. I'm going to continue with that vein for a few minutes, but first I want to pray. Our Heavenly Father, I pray today that you would be with every listener. Lord, right now, may their heart be fixed on you. May they see you. May they call upon you. May they know that you want to walk with them through this day. You want to lead them and you want to guide them in every way. And Lord, if they're struggling in any area, in the name of Jesus, I pray you'd get them through that. And Lord, that you would forgive them if they need forgiven. And you'd give them encouragement if they need encouraged. And Lord, this would be a great day because Lord, this is a day you've made. And Lord, we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, anyway, I was this guy. I was talking yesterday about how he was repulsed, how he reacted to the sin in the temple, and how they were not even thinking about the things of God. You know, he wanted them to come into the house of God to communicate with God. You know, like I said yesterday at the very last minute, uh, last 10 seconds, I said, prayer is too often a forgotten part. I think sometimes the Lord weeps because of the lack of prayer by those that claim to really love him. I love that in our service, we are led in prayer each week in different ways, but we have the opportunity to call upon God together corporately. And people should be praying with us when we're praying. That's why I'm not a fan of long corporate prayers when there's a lot of people there, because I want people to pray with me. I want them to be able to keep their heart in tune with me. Now, when I'm by myself and in small group, we can pray for long periods of time. That's fine. But in when you're together in corporate prayer, I believe it's important that the people are with us calling upon God together. And, you know, it's, it's so important that we know that if we need to kneel before God, we can do that. We can bow before the Lord, our Savior, in a humble state. Our Christian life should never be about show, but about impact for the kingdom. You know, I when I at church, when I used to preach, I, I don't preach much anymore. I preached, I think, four times last year because Pastor Allen is our pastor now and done a marvelous job. He's outstanding. If you haven't heard him, you need to come and visit Cloverdale sometime, and, then, and you will be thrilled uh, to hear him speak, but he is a very gifted speaker. But sometimes I used to show clips to enter, and it wasn't to entertain you, as some people think, but it was hopefully to get across the point of a big picture, that God wants people uh, that will react to him, who will take charge, who will come to the forefront, who will stand up for him, who will not let the world bully them. Right now, we're seeing the world bully us like we've never seen before. We're seeing the world bully the United States. We're seeing our communities being bullied by, by the minority of people that just, they're standing up for what they believe. And they, many of them believe that things are not of God, but they're standing up for it. And so they're getting action. They're being heard. Whereas Christians said, well, we'll pray for them. We'll pray for them. Folks, it's time to lift our needs to God and to stand up. 
Like the old song says, standing on the promises of God. Let you and I stand on the promises of God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, the Apostle Paul says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. There is not a person listening today that doesn't have needs, that needs to go to God. Every one of us need to go to God. We're used to living in the mortal realm, that we don't think as much about God in heaven who created us and how he wanted to be involved in our lives. It just seems foreign to some people. That is why he spoke so often about faith to the disciples and to all of us. He just kept reiterating to the disciples the importance of faith and in the word of God, the importance of faith to us. I believe that God wants our faith to step up. And to recognize that he hears you calling on him and he will intervene. But as I often have said, once you pray, you need to be looking for his answers. And many times they come through circumstances or even through people. That has opened up a a lane in my life that was huge years ago. Once I started praying, I started looking for the answers. I started seeing them more clearly. They come in a variety of ways. I find in my life when I pray and believe and look for him to deliver, I see it more clearly. Remember what Jesus said to the disciples in the upper room? Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. He was talking about Thomas. He didn't see him, so he had him feel aside. He was talking about you and I. So he wants people to understand the importance of believing and praying. You're not going to see him in person yet. But he even tells people to pray continually. He doesn't say just pray. He says pray continually. In fact, that's the thing in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, the scripture says pray continually. The King James says pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. We should live in an attitude of prayer. Sitting at our homes, watching news. When you see something that needs prayer, ask God to intervene. This morning I was watching news and I was asking for God to intervene. And there's so many tragedies going on, so many crimes, so much uh, weather-induced problems that are causing death. We need to be praying for families and people. I've told you a number of times that on a number of occasions we have supported the Convoy of Hope. And it is a great ministry that is on the ground uh, immediately. I mean, these people, when there is a need, they send a crew out and they respond so fast, and they do so many things. And I tell you what, it touches my life, and that's why it's easy It's easy to uh, give to something like that. And, I, of course, I know one of the big guys in Convoy that, that is a part of that. Well, And we sent them a, a number of several thousand, well, I think it was over 10 or 11,000 this last year to, to help out in one of their disasters. And my friend Jack Reisner, used to pastor in Boise, he works for them. He sent me a thing this week. He said, uh, dealing with the convoy of hope being in Turkey and Syria, an earthquake update. Here's what he said. He said, this week, an in-country purchase of diapers and hygiene products along with food kits was delivered in affected areas. Individuals served 33,319. Mills distributed 420,335. Water filters distributed, 240. Hygiene kits, 1,365. Baby care kits, 360. Pounds of clothing distributed, 6,000. 
583 pounds of clothing. Diapers distributed 5,067 diapers. Blankets, 3,949 blankets were giving. The community served churches, organized, and operational partners. There was like 17 community uh, people, uh, communities that were serving, and there was 12 operational partners. I mean, it's just amazing. If you want to see what they're doing, I'm just going to encourage you to go to www.convoyofhope.org slash network www.convoyofhope.org slash network. And you will see pictures and videos and statistics. I want to support things that are making a difference in this world. And we need to support things that are doing difference in our world and in our city. I'm excited on the 24th of March. I have a good friend of mine, Angie Jameson, who is ahead of the... Um, child evangelism in in this area, they are doing a banquet at our church, and it's sold out. The tables are sold out for fundraising. Why? Because they're getting on the campuses of elementary schools and having a couple hours a week, having a lot of fun, but bringing the gospel to Jesus. It's so great when you hear her share about how many kids have come to the Lord over the uh, course of time. It's a joy for us to be there. Pastor Al and I and our wives, we are going to be there at this event, and I'm excited to be able to support what a great cause. Folks, there are a lot of great causes out there, but what I'm saying by this is have feet and legs to what you believe. You know, maybe you're thinking about a job situation and wonder if you're doing God's will. Pray about it. My son-in-law has been going through that. He's he has a chance to get a, a better job, a better pay, and he's he said he he sent me a note and asked me if I would just pray about it for him, and uh, you know I'll, I'll have to let you know down the line because I won't I don't know yet, but I you know God's will. He said I just want God's will, and I just want God's will in my life, folks. I hope that's what we want is God's will. There are many ways we can't uh, we can take action and we can take action in lives to be different to others. Invite people. To the hospital. What? Yeah, to the hospital. Yes, that's what the church is. It's a place of hurting people to come and be touched by the hand of God. All through the ages, the churches have been a place for healing because the church is the bride of Christ. Some people have it all wrong when they say the church is a place for all the Christians and saints together. Oh, yes, it is. But it's for those who are lost and need found and are spiritually blind and need to see and help because they're hurting. And I hope and pray that we would never discourage somebody from coming to church that is living in deep sin, somebody that maybe everybody knows and everybody knows they're living in deep sin, that you wouldn't discourage them. You would love them. You would wrap them in your arms that they could see Jesus and you would accept them, you know, through their trials and through their poor decisions and then encourage them so their life would be changed. You know, I want people to come to the house of God and sense the spirit of God. We need to be an inviting place. You know, my my daughter has been so amazing. She's invited people to church and different things, and and she's so deep in her spiritual walk. And she just, I am so proud of uh, the way she lives. And she, she's not perfect probably by any means, but yet she stands up for the things of God. And she will correct me if I say something that maybe I shouldn't say. She's been great about that. But let's fulfill God's great command in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always 
to the very end of the age. He is going to be with us to the very end of the age. Jesus laid it out. Will you follow it? Have a wonderful day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.